Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult. Be sure to follow the link in the description after today's episode for more information about today's article and to claim CME credit. This podcast is brought to you by PrimeMed. Mary is 57, and she's here for her annual visit, and she's also quite stressed out. She is not looking forward to her mammogram because it hurts. Besides, she had to go for an ultrasound after her last mammogram, and it was stressful. They found nothing. She also notes that during the pandemic, her mammogram was postponed. Maybe yearly mammograms aren't necessary. Her last one was in February of 21 and she's all out of sync with her annual physical. Now this is beyond a year. Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me today is Dr. Jill Terrian, Associate Professor and Associate Dean of Interprofessional and Community Partnerships at the UMass Chan Medical School, Tan Ching Fen Graduate School of Nursing. Good morning, Jill. Good morning, Frank. Ah, poor Mary. I mean, everything's stressing this poor woman out. She's out of sync, COVID, mammograms, the unnecessary or past ultrasound. Um, Let's get an update. Uh, Screening mammography, what do we need to consider before we recommend it to patients? We need to consider first, you know, their age and their history. And we know that the number one risk factors are age and, and being female. And we have to look at that. What is her history and where does she fall in that? And we have a few things we can look at. How long has she been getting mammograms? Does she, you know, assess her risk factors, which besides age and being female are, you know, what have her prior mammograms looked at? Uh, What model are you using to kind of look at her risk factors? But the primary thing being, does she have any history of breast cancer herself? any uh, history of a first-degree relative with breast breast cancer, uh, or any relatives that have directly related to her that have, you know, gene-positive screening for BRCA1, BRCA2. Those are the main things that you want to look at with Mary. All right. Um, We know that breast cancer is the second leading cause of cancer death for women, and that mammographies are our primary approach. Um, What do we know about mammography and false positives? We know that false positives can be something that is more common than we want to admit to. I looked at a study that looked at the um, mammography type of machine they used, the age of the patient, the history of the patient, and the type of screening that they could recommend, whether it be annual screening, biennial screening. And there's even an additional article listed here that talks about triennial screening that has been done, uh, a a large review uh, that you can look at, listeners. So what we know is that, um, again, false positives can be more common than you think. About uh, one one half of women will have a false positive in their mammogram history. The main takeaways from this study is that they looked at the type of screening they did. They did 3D, which is digital breast tomosynthesis, versus 2D, which is di- digital mammography, because this was done over time. This is from 2005 to 2013. 
and they looked at the data um, in almost a million women, 903,000 women that had almost 3 million non, this is the key, non-baseline screening examinations and that were interpreted at about 126 different sites across the U.S. So this was a U.S. study. And we know that um, half of all women in this study had one false positive, you know, over a decade of annual mammography screening. And so again, about half the women had a false positive. So that's that's what we're going from, Frank. It's it's common. Okay, so I I, I get I, I I find that in my clinical practice too. Was there any benefit to yearly versus biennial biennial screening? Yes, at you know actually the researchers in this study were I think they were looking for one of their questions was is there a difference between the three D machine and the two D machine, and there was just a really small but not clinically significant difference in the false positive rate depending on the machine. So the difference between annual screening and biennial screening is that, you know, you've had a woman that has had annual screening over time. That's what this study looked at. It was a non-baseline review. So they've had, you know, they've had these regular mammographies. Um, and then they looked at every other year mammography. And the, and the difference in risk, which we know outcomes are detection of breast cancer and early treatment. That's why we do mammograms. So regardless of what machine they used, the 3D versus the 2D, the cumulative probability of false positive results were substantially lower in those women that had biennial screening versus annual screening overall. And that's really the biggest takeaway from this study. Uh, We know that, you know, mammography has a sensitivity of 90%, about a 10% false negative rate, and a specificity between 83 and 96%. Okay, so it certainly sounds like it doesn't necessarily matter matter which modality, the 3D versus the 2D, and that the biennial screening, the every other year screening, had a lower rate of false positives without increasing the risk of adverse events, unnecessary biopsies, or cancer problems. Is that is that sort of the bottom line here? Yes, that is the bottom line. That's the biggest takeaway. Okay. So Mary's here and she's a little anxious about getting her mammogram. Um, How are we going to talk to her? Uh, What are we going to do to reassure her? And what should we order? What should we recommend she get done with regards to mammography? Great point. So you've, she's, you know, she's really laid it out for you. She seems to want to have her mammogram kind of coincide for a discussion with her annual physical I think in Mary's case, you can talk to her. What is her perspective? Is she comfortable? Because it seems that she could fit the profile to have biennial screening. So that is an option for her. And you could, again, go over her risk factors, which we know, you know, she's 57. She's in that age group of 50 to 74, where the USPTSF does recommend biennial screening. Of course, in women that have no prior, um, you know, breast cancer risk and the risk factors we already discussed. So we need to tailor this for her, hear from her, and get her buy-in. And I think, you know, to make her informed decision that you could comfortably suggest biennial screening. And 
that is something that she could consider. We know that false positives are harmful. And we know that in this age group of 50 to 74, that false positive causes more harm than it does good. It increases anxiety. It increases, you know, personal cost if she has a, you know, copay, time away from possibly work and her family. And, you know, it just the general anxiety over, oh, I have to have additional testing is really profound. Yep. And it often can lead to a surgical procedure, which is even more anxiety provoking and more cost and more risk for adverse events. Uh, I think, Jill, the the point here is for, for women, you know, 50 to 74, every other year screening makes the best use of lowering the risk of false positives with getting the best benefit for early detection and treatment for breast cancer. Does that sound right? I would agree with you there, Frank. And just to, you know, besides the biennial screening interval, we do know that older age, non-dense breasts are associated with larger reductions in false positive results, regardless of screening modality. And we do know that as, as women age, if they have had breast density, and we know they score that on a mammogram, that, you know, usually over time, they do get replaced with, you know, with fat. And so it can actually be a better thing for a mammogram to have, you know, fatty breasts. Yes. So get old and be healthy. Yes. Jill, thank you very much. This is great. Thank you, Frank. Practice pointer. Biennial screening mammograms for women ages 50 to 74 may offer the best benefit and lower your risk of false positives. So consider them for your patients. Join us next time when we talk about the role of coffee in all-cause mortality and the impact of putting a teaspoon of sugar in with it. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine and be sure to check out primed.com for additional CME content.